I'm very pressed for time, to be honest. So I'm going to go straight into this. We're going to look at four different components of the Garden of Eden. Um, so we'll just be looking at Genesis. And I'm going to take you to our first scripture. It's in Genesis chapter 2, and we're looking at verses 7 to 8. Maybe just 7. And it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man becoming a living soul. So this is talking about Adam here. And the Lord God planted the garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So the first thing that, when I probably sat down and looked at this story, is it directly relates to the fact that when Jesus breathed life, I mean, when God breathed life into Adam, it's the same as when we received the Holy Spirit. It's that same experience where we've become something new. We've been born into a new creation, and we've been placed into a garden. From there, um, so that's important. That's uh, component number one, receiving the Spirit. Component two is doing work. So if we just go down to verse 15, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So not only was Adam called to be in the garden, but he was called to do work in the garden equally. So he wasn't just told to walk around and dwell happily, you know, blissfully skip along. He was told to actually go and tend to the new animals. He was called to go out and name the animals. You know, there's many elements that would go into looking after a whole garden. You know, the Garden of Eden would have been huge. Yet, um, that will lead into point three, where we'll read out of verse 18 really quick. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. So God has now intended that we also have fellowship to help tend to this garden. You know, we have fellowship for a reason. So that's when um, Eve came along. And... What's so important there is there's different elements to looking after the garden and there's different ways that people can contribute. So we obviously know that we all make up one body, but we all have different purposes in this garden. Um, This is now going to the point that I'm going to try and focus more on and flesh out more. Um, So element four here is the garden was a place where we were supposed to be able to fully commune with God. So if you practically look at where you're at now and how you commune with God, how do you talk to God personally? In what ways do you include God in your life? Is he your life? Is he the thing that you go to? Is he the rock that you will constantly lean in? Is he the thing that you build the rest of your life around? Or do you fit him into places where you only think he belongs? If you read in Genesis 3 verse 8, it just talks about, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. So his presence was physically walking through the garden and they had an opportunity to be so close to God like no one else has ever had prior um, to Jesus' death. So what changed for them obviously is um, Satan fooled Eve. Adam also took of the fruit. They both ate the fruit. Now they have a concept of both good and bad. Um, And what I really wanted to take away from this is we now, they got sent out of the garden, obviously. We know this. But we, what changed for us is Jesus' sacrifice and the fact that now we have a robe of righteousness completely covering us, allowing us to stay in this garden at all times, and there is nothing that will ever separate us or send us out of this garden. And this is so, so important for us to think about and remember because there's so many times in life, and we heard it so much in Guy's workshop and Pastor Russ's workshop that, There is nothing that can ever stop you from being able to have communion with God. There is nothing that, you know, God sees us so perfectly because we've been covered with a robe of righteousness. 
there is still sin there, but it's covered. You know, as you sin, it doesn't matter because you can still come to the garden. So if I was to prompt you with the question, what would stop you from walking in this perfect garden? With talking with God every day, with communing with God every day, what would it be? And the only thing that it could be is your two own feet that would let you walk out of that garden. Are you looking on the outside of this garden and seeing things that you think are better than what's worth living for inside the garden? Are you seeing things that would distract you from the fact that you have this beautiful life where you can commune with the highest being of the world and that someone cares for you and loves you so deeply and that gives you everything you need in this garden. So really, it's just a metaphor for thinking about God's, I'm with God now. You know, If I ask you where this garden is for you, I'm just going to remind you now, we are the living temples of God and His Spirit dwells within us. So we are the garden. And we're, we're actually the physical embodiment of what other people could see to have God in their own lives as well. We display what it's like to live in a garden of peace, in a garden of hope, in a garden of truth. And so many people in this world don't have that. So I want to prompt you so, so greatly. God wants to prompt you so greatly that he does not want you to leave this garden and take it for granted. This garden is a place where you can walk through and see his creation. This garden is a place where you can praise him so freely, free from sin, free from fear, free from worry. Yet we, our own, our own doubts, often try to separate us from that. And we can read many scriptures about it. I'm just not pulling them up because I don't have a lot of time. But he wants us there. He wants us to constantly walk with him. I'm just going to read the lyrics to the song I was talking about. Um, again, it's called Communion by Mav City. It says, Take me back to the garden. Lead me back to the moment I heard your voice. Bring me back to communion. And lead me back to the moment I saw your face. It was so simple and it was so easy to love. There was no space between us. It was so easy to trust. You are closer than my skin and you're in the air I'm breathing in. You know, here's where the dead things come back to living. I feel my heart beating again, and it feels so good to know you're my friend. And the bridge goes, and this is where I'm meant to be, me and you, and you and me, and I don't have to prove a thing because you have already approved of me. You know, think about that. You have already approved of me. Amen.